Welcome to the Maximus Podcasts with your hosts, myself, Bobby Maximus, and Joe Sabula. And we are here today to talk about something extremely important. In a lot of our podcasts, we have discussed bigger picture issues. And and when we say bigger picture, listen, we're fitness guys. Uh, We like talking about the gym. We like training. uh, We like talking about diet. But a lot of our podcasts lately have been on things like core values, how to deal with hate, how to be a better person. And frankly, as we've listened to some of these podcasts, we realize that when you talk about these bigger picture issues, that there's a chance that people talking about them come across as judgmental or that we don't understand what it's like to make mistakes. And so, uh, Joe, you brought up to me that you thought we should do a podcast on the idea of redemption or how to change a behavior even. Yes. Yeah. Um, Just like you said, kind of listening back and and some of the feedback we're getting, uh, which has been phenomenal, that that idea is is clear that if you if you're like a great person and you've done everything perfect, it's all well and good. But most of us have made mistakes. And so the question then gets to be, well, okay, I I wish I could just start over, but I can't. So how do I change? How do I get back to that place? And that's that's what we'll talk about today. And this can range from a lot of different things. I mean, as we were preparing for this, we realized that this could be useful in a lot of different areas of life. I mean, there's there's the person that, that cheated on their wife that wants to fix their marriage. Mm-hmm. There's the person who is charged with a crime in their 20s and is still dealing with the aftermath of that in their yep. 40s. Um, but it could be as simple as maybe it's a person who's tried to stick to diets in the past and has failed. Yeah. Or who's tried to stick to a gym program and, and has failed. And they're actively trying to change who they are or who they think they are. And they're having a difficult time with it. And the funny thing is the skills to change are the same in every area of life, no matter how big or small that change may be. Right. So I think I think we should get into it. And I guess the big question here is how does one change and is it possible? There's this whole theory that who you are is who you are and you will never change and you're doomed to that forever. Yeah, doomed, doomed. But I just I just don't think that's true. No, not at all. I think I think it's really important to recognize that you can be who you want to be. You're not just stuck being defined by your past behavior. That's for sure. Now When we talk about change, though, there's two types of change, right? There's your own personal redemption or changing Mm -hmm. within yourself, but you also have to balance that with people's perception of you. And this this is touchy ground because a lot of the times we'll say not to focus too much on that, but that is a a large part of of accepting your circumstances and, and being able to embrace what you need to do in order to make a change. So there is kind of a tricky balance between not really caring what people think and actually kind of listening to certain people. Well, one of those things is that there's certain things you can't come back from. Yeah, right. For like sure. In the public eye. Yep. And when we talk about personal redemption, I mean, maybe you did something really bad and you've forgiven yourself, but other people won't. And mm-hmm. there are things that you may have done that are bad enough that they haunt you forever. I mean, we we came up with an example, but who who's the baby killer girl? Uh, Casey Anthony, I think yeah, her name is. Yeah, yep. Like she will always be that person, whether yeah. whether she was exonerated in a court of law, whether she was uh, um, like found innocent or found guilty or found like that's kind of on her like a stamp for the yep. rest of her life. You're not escaping that. She will always be that person to a degree. If you raped somebody, murdered somebody, stole from an employer – and and you you know for the for the rest of your life every future employer is going to call them right for for a reference 
if you've cheated on a spouse, you know, you, you're always a cheater. Yeah. So yeah. there are these certain things, these big picture things that really you can't escape. And we also talked about certain celebrities that have dealt with this. Right. Because right? Like, in, in the public sphere, some of this stuff does seem to fade away after a while. Like you forget some of the crazy stuff that people have done. You know, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. You know, he had a kind of a rough past and had been through some some tough stuff and made this major comeback. And suddenly he's everybody's favorite actor again. Yeah. And, and I think that's great. Yeah. Like I, I am all for stories of personal redemption. But the thing that people don't remember is when you're dealing with famous people and you see how they've redeemed themselves, they're playing with a different deck of cards, right? Yeah. They've totally. got a PR team. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, they, they, they have the ability to do some kind of image reconstruction. And there's also a difference between, I think, liking somebody's art, liking their acting, liking their movies and liking that individual as a person yeah for real for real and i think that's actually pretty topical too that michael jackson documentary just came out uh yep and that stuff can be pretty disturbing but like i've always loved the music you know well, so, so it, it gets what do you weird do? yeah exactly what do you do r kelly's going through it i mean mm-hmm. i i have a hard time i think some of the things that he's been accused of are despicable and and i have a really hard time if, if these allegations are true which it really looks like they are respecting the, the the person is a man yeah but it's pretty hard when i'm driving and, and ignition comes on yeah like that's kind of my jam like i like i find myself why do i like this should i not like it there's a cardi b's in the news right now i don't know if you heard joe she, yeah uh, yeah was talking on her instagram like three years ago or four years ago how she used to take men to hotel rooms drug them and then steal their money now like we can get in a moral val- like battle about whether that's okay i mean they're paying for a prostitute hey, right essentially yeah. so it's like you kind of got it coming to you but at the same time her behavior's not good am i supposed to strip cardi b off all my playlists now right but now 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 that said given that she was into that behavior I don't know if I trust her to babysit my kids. Oh, no, for sure. And I think, you know what you, I mean? yeah, when you find kind of like there will be a black and white line, I think yep. that does help kind of start getting to a point where you can make some kind of a sound judgment about these things. For sure. But that's that's the reality. Like there's a there's a OK, public perception. Great. But would you let this person in your life? And like we said, there's some things you can't come back from. You know, if I found out right now you were charged for any kind of crime involving kids, I can't let you babysit my boys. Right. And, like, I, can't, I, can't, and I, I can't even be mad at you for that. No. And, and I get it. It was 20 years ago and you made a mistake. But like there's, there's some mistakes you ain't coming back from. Right. Right. And so so we're going to get into, I guess, personal redemption versus what other people think in terms of making amends or making a change, even though there's some bigger picture changes and, and some smaller changes, I suppose. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, how fit you are, I suppose, is a relatively small thing mm-hmm. versus how you are as a parent or what your moral character is. But right. There are some steps that you need to follow in order to make a real change. So the first one that we decided it was it, to accept the circumstances. Yeah, you you have to realize your the the reality that you're dealing with. If you deny your reality, you can't possibly change it. You know, like you're you're trying to change the the wrong thing. And so at a certain point, you just have to accept like, okay, here's what happened. Here's where I'm at. And also sort of accept responsibility for it and say, okay, that I did that. You know, and and once you have your mind wrapped around that. Then you're in a place where you can start examining all the different ways that your actions affected people. Well, and you see this again and again where people live in this constant state of denial. Yes. And for me, the number one sign of denial is making excuses. 
Yes. Right. Like you, you, you see it. We brought up a couple of areas where people, you know, maybe need to accept their circumstances. And the first one we talked about, which was a low hanging fruit, the easy one was relationships. Mm-hmm. Like if you cheated, well, you know, it was her fault because she didn't treat me well. Well, that right. doesn't mean it's okay to cheat. The minute you make an excuse, you minimize your bad behavior. Um, maybe swearing at a spouse or speaking to them in a really negative term or a negative way, I guess, and then using the excuse, well, I had a bad day. You're not accepting your behavior. You're blaming it on something else. Uh, The person that's in bad relationship after bad relationship. It's funny. I had a friend once that was in, in a series of bad relationships and kept complaining about it. And one day I just said, maybe the, the, the common link in this chain of dysfunction is you. Like yep. you keep telling me how you, you fall in love with all these bad girls and you get your heart broken and you end up with the same type of person, but you're making the choice. Like if you want to change this, you, you need to change yourself because the, the, the random number law d- dictates that you can't date 20 people and all 20 of them are horrible. Right. Yeah. Like you're, you're actively seeking these people out somewhere. We talked about stealing or, or having an issue at work. Right. Um, and there's actually an interesting article a friend of mine was telling me about, about stealing from an employer and three things need to be present for you to steal from work opportunity, justification, and then some level of resentment. And I feel that justification and resentment are similar because yeah. You're probably going to, because you resent them, that's what you'll use as your justification. But that doesn't mean it's okay to steal. Right. It's okay to quit. It's okay to go on strike. Mm-hmm. Not okay to steal. But you'll hear people make these excuses while they had it coming. Yeah, yeah. Or if they, they, they underpay me, that's why I stole. Yeah, I was just taking what was due, right? Yeah, that doesn't make it right. Third, with fitness. And, and we could devote, I suppose, a whole episode here to fitness excuses. Right. I don't have time. Uh, I don't have equipment. I have kids. Blame it on your kids. That's the reason you're not fit. Yeah. Bad jeans. Bad jeans. I'm married. Uh, I I, I wear blue jeans. Therefore, I'll never be fit. I mean, I'm I'm being facetious, but the excuses (laughs) I've heard that people come up with, it's ridiculous. Well, again, again, it's all that denying of reality, right? Like you are the sum of all the choices you made that got you to this point. Like you have to accept that. You have to accept that this is where I am today and nobody's to blame but me. And the other thing with that is there's two types of people I train in general. And I'm being general for a reason here to prove a point. It's not exactly like this, but there's the type of person who comes in and from day one, they have every excuse in the world of why they are where they are. There's the other person that comes in that says, I've treated my body like amusement park for the last five years. Uh, I'm a piece of shit. I I eat like garbage. I I didn't value fitness, but I'm ready to make a real change. The person who's the latter, the person who talks like that says, I'm ready to make a real change. This is where I fucked up. I'm going to fix it. Those people make incredible progress right away in the gym. Right. Right. Because they, they're done with the excuses and they are ready to get to work. The person who comes in with the excuses preloaded, I know it's going to be a fight Yeah, to try and get them fit. No, they're and, not. Yeah, they're not there yet. Again, they're not dealing with reality. You know, they, they find themselves as a special case for some reason. You know, yep. they, they need to wrap their mind around, again, where you are today and why. And then you can move on. Otherwise, you're you're fighting the wrong battles. Well, and I kind of feel that even in life, Joe, if I was going to judge you, you know, if you'd been charged with a criminal offense in the past, mm-hmm. right? If you've done something, I would judge you differently if you came to me and made all kinds of excuses or tried to hide it from me. Or if you just flat out said, Rob, when I was 21, I got charged with this. It was a terrible life decision. 
I made a horrible mistake. This is how I've made amends for it. Are you cool? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're good. Nothing else to say. Yeah. Like, just own the behavior. There's actually an interesting press conference I watched. You ever heard of Andy Pettit? He was a yeah. pitcher yeah. for the New York Yankees. And it's funny because baseball was plagued with all kinds of drug scandals. Yeah. And Barry Bonds denies using drugs. Roger Clemens denies using drugs. And these two have become the poster children for bad behavior, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're not in the Hall of Fame. People disrespect them. Uh, it, it, people look at their career differently. The one name that never really comes up anymore is Andy Pettit. And I actually throw back up. I throw Alex Rodriguez in that other one, okay. too. A lot of people yeah. give him a hard time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Braun. Uh, mm-hmm. People give him a hard time, but Andy Pettit's name never comes up anymore. And I remember him doing a press conference and all these other baseball players were lying. They were denying that they ever did anything. When they did get caught, Alex Rodriguez, I think it was Katie Kirk that interviewed him. He's like, yeah, I got the steroids from my cousin. She said, what kind of steroids were they? He's like, I don't remember. She's like, what's your cousin's name? I don't know. Where's your cousin live? I can't really remember. I think he's from the Dominican. And she's like, you make millions of dollars a year. You're a professional athlete and you don't know the answers to these basic questions. Really hard to take you seriously and forgive you. Andy Pettit, on the other hand, he gets in front of the mic at his press conference. He's got Joe Girardi beside him. He goes, uh, listen, you guys, obviously it's come to your attention. I've been caught using steroids. Uh, it was the wrong thing to do. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and try to justify it. All I'm going to tell you is I just landed one of the biggest contracts in baseball history for the Yankees. I cracked under the pressure. I made a mistake. Uh, it did make me a better baseball player. I probably wouldn't have been as good uh, without it. And uh, do I regret taking it? Yes, absolutely. Do you have any questions? The whole room just went silent. Yeah. And that was it. And then he was never brought up again. But these other people, they forget what they did. They don't know why they do it. They mm-hmm. still deny it, even though there's proof that they did it. Um, they blame other people. Uh, they, they cling to the idea that they would have been as good if they didn't use them. And so they're living in this constant state of denial where, first, you're never going to get forgiveness from other people doing that. Right. You know, and as a parent, I get it. I just want my sons to say I'm sorry and own their behavior and fix it. That's it. Yeah. They can really do anything and I will always love them as long as they do that. Yeah, but and, that, you, and that, I, that that can really be the hard thing to do, though, because you do have to cut through a lot and you you have to leave yourself a little bit vulnerable and be willing to admit that you that you cracked, that you made a mistake. Yep. And be open to other people's judgment. Yeah. But you can't forgive somebody if they're making excuses. Yeah. It makes right? it it makes it really hard to forgive somebody yeah. if they won't just own up to it. No. And when it comes to fitness, you're not going to make a change if you don't own your behavior. Yeah, that is that is absolutely key. You're making excuses. You're not ready for it. Exactly. Th- those excuses are a, a defense mechanism, really. Well, and that to me is what rock bottom is, right? Like the, like you hear the phrase, somebody has to hit rock bottom before mm-hmm. they make a change. To me, rock bottom is not necessarily some horrible place in life because different people have different rock bottom. It's I think it's the point when you run out of excuses, when you actually have to look yourself in the mirror and here I am. That's interesting to, to think about it that way, because a lot of people will say, well, it's when you know, you're at your absolute lowest point. Well, why, why that? Because that's when the excuses ran out, because that's, that's right. when you had to face the music. And no matter how much money you have, how powerful you are, everyone has to like it, it's kind of like, you know, you can live in a shack or you can live in a mansion. Mm-hmm. But when you turn the lights out and you're alone with your thoughts, you're in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you're you're better be happy. And there are plenty of people who are rich, but hit rock bottom. 
Yeah. Right. Like people have this rock bottom idea of like, this is the lowest you can go. Well, first of all, you can always go lower. Yeah. Like it's kind of like there's a, there's a saying I always laugh when things are at their blackest, like, like pitch darkness is around the corner or something like that. It's really funny. And it's kind of true. Things can always get worse. So rock bottom is almost that place where you're out of excuses. Right. And then again, I think that that's also the moment when you realize that it was you all along. Yes. And you don't need to dig any lower than that because now you've accepted your circumstances and it's it's time to move on to the next step. And the next step is developing self-awareness. Yeah, because so now, now, now we have to look at the situation and we have to understand how we got there. Yes, because we didn't just, we've talked about this before, nobody has a plan to be broke, fat, lazy, and stupid. Right. Nobody wants those things. No, no. It just happens to people. Yeah, well, nobody, and, and I think I, I said this in our last podcast too, that's kind of like the default trajectory if you do nothing. That's kind of where you'll end up. So all you have to do is something and you'll end up anywhere other than that. Well, and I don't think people are inherently bad. No, no. People engage in a lot of bad, bad behavior, but I don't think people really want to hurt other people. You know, coming from a guy who uh, who spent, uh, I always like to say it this way, I spent some time in prison. Uh, they just let me go at the end of my shift. Um, you know, I met a lot of bad dudes behind bars. I met a lot of absolutely insane people. Uh, and I will say that they still have a decent nature inside them. You know, there's a story behind every crime that was committed. There's yep. a whole scenario that goes behind it. And in even seeing people at the absolute lowest that humanity can get to, uh, I'd say there's still hope. And I, so I think that's right. I do think that people really are kind of trying their best. Yeah, for sure. And in but part of that, though, Joe, is when you get that story from somebody, that's somebody that's owned their behavior a little bit. Yeah, this is very, very like, true because you won't you won't get that out of somebody who just got there, right? No, yeah. it's got to be someone that's kind of learned their lesson a little yeah. bit. But having that self-awareness of why do you do certain things, just knowing why do you speak poorly to other people? Why do you cheat? Why do you cheat on your diet? Why do you skip the gym? If you can't answer those questions, you're going to keep falling into that behavior. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then and then also making the examination of like, what can you do? You know, what are your options? Where are the places that you could make a change if you if you put the energy into it? And then along with that, what can't you change? You know, well, exactly. what, what, what are the things that are beyond your control? Because you don't want to be, you know, beating your head against the wall trying to change something that will never change. So here's here's a good example of that because we both have kids and we'll bring them up a lot. So you claim that you don't work out because you have children. You finally realize that's an excuse. You're going to look past that, that maybe you found this podcast and there's these guys, Bobby Maximus and Joe Sabula, that both have kids that inspire you to be more fit. So now the question is, what can you do and what can't you do? Well, you can't get rid of your kids. I mean, I guess right. you could, but you won't. Yeah. What can't so, so that, that's off the table. So now you have to find a workaround. What can you do, though? Can you get gym equipment at home? Can you become a member of a gym that has daycare? Can you work out with your kids? Are they old enough to do that with you? Mm-hmm. Can you do body weight stuff while you watch television? I mean, start making a list of things you can do as a workaround. Remember a guy at a seminar I taught had a hard time going to the gym. He realized it. So what he did to fix it, he set a gym date in his calendar every day from 4 to 5 p.m. And he showed up at the gym every damn day, whether or not he was going to train. He just kept it like an appointment. And he said it was funny because eventually what started happening, he'd show up and he just had the willpower to stay there for an hour. So he'd start to get bored and he always ended up working out. <laughs> like it just became a thing. Like, well, I guess if I'm here for an hour, I'm going to do something. And all he had to do was show up. And that might be, you know, I applauded him for that level of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. 
There's this whole thing in life about, oh, well, you're weak. You should just do the right thing. There's a reason alcoholics don't go to bars. Right. If you can't stop yourself from eating Doritos, don't have bags of them right. in your pantry. Like just figure it out. And, and that level of self-awareness, I'd rather deal with the person who prepares to fail, who doesn't want to put themselves in a position to fail, right? Rather than relying on, on their heart or their soul or their brain or whatever to make a good decision during a stressful time. That makes me think back to to what you were saying about stealing from an employer, too, because there has to be opportunity, justification, and then resentment, right? So you've got tons of, you know, bags of Doritos in your cabinet. Now you have the opportunity, right? Yeah, so just eliminate the opportunity. If Mm -hmm. that's what you do, to me, that's a sign of strength that you recognize that about yourself. Yeah. The the person in denial just says, well, no, I'm going to be strong enough not to. (laughs) This never, ever going to work. Right? Like... (laughs) That doesn't work. Like you don't want to walk around living on Temptation Island. No, no. That's just a recipe for disaster because you're human and you're probably going to crack. Yep. No, I would not even say probably. You are eventually going to crack. Yeah. You put yourself in a bad enough position, something's going to happen. The, the, the quote unquote strongest person will crack eventually. Yes. It's just a matter of time and, and getting that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So make a list. If there's a behavior you really want to change, first of all, Stop the excuses and accept it. And by the way, I get you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you have your little notebook out and you're typing away or writing down notes about how you're going to make a change. None of this will happen if you don't accept the responsibility for your behavior. We can't we can't give you some magic formula to fix yourself. Right. Right. This has to come from within. It's kind of the old saying that someone won't change until they're ready to make a change. And, and family members deal with this all the time if they've got an alcoholic in the family. Why can't the person just do this? They're not ready to. Only when they're ready will they make a change. So when it comes to self-awareness now, make a list of why you do these things. Start to do some kind of planning. Attack it like you would attack a work problem or a math problem. And, and definitely write it down. There is really yes. something to that. Yep. Like putting pen to paper and, and that it, it makes it real to you. Because it's a concrete thing now. It's not some some vague notion. You have to put it into words. You have to put ink on paper. It becomes a thing that you can process. It becomes real. Yeah. So why do I do this? Why do I cheat on my diet? Because I get emotional. Okay, that's a good that's a good start. Yes. You know when you get emotional, you eat. So what can we do to prevent that? Try to not get so emotional. Start to deal with your stress in life. Mm-hmm. Start to deal with your feelings. Maybe that helps you not eat. You know what what else? Why why do I do this? Uh b- because I'm lazy or I don't like it. Yeah. Okay, well find some things that you do like. Maybe maybe if you don't like a certain exercise, sit down and make a list of exercises you do like. But start to make a list of why you do certain things and then what can you do and what can't you do to alter that behavior. And and be open to suggestion on this too. You know, so if if you hear us talking on the podcast to say, well, you know, if uh, if somebody says this, you can do that, blah blah blah. Those are all just suggestions. Be open to that. You know, and don't just say, well, what do you know? And get all defensive about it because this is, it can be very personal stuff. You know, when you, when you're talking about like, why do I cheat on my diet? It's hard enough to admit the stuff to yourself, but be open to the possibility that somebody else may have been through it. Yeah. You just said something really important to me though. It was, what do you know anyway? To me, that's a person who has not accepted their circumstance. Mm -hmm. That's a person who hasn't owned their behavior. Which is why why that's, why that's gotta be number one. Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to learn what this person does? Try it out. Like that you're willing to just shoot down an idea like that, you're not willing to to accept your responsibility. Well, and I think even putting someone else on a pedestal, you know, and saying like, what would they know? Obviously they're they don't have these problems. Like 
you know what? We're all human, man. We all have those problems. We've talked about it, Joe. There's times you want to cheat on your diet. Oh, yeah. There's times I've, I've not yelled at you but spoke to you about cheating on your diet. <laughs> yeah, There's times that you've had to call me out for behavior in the gym where you've been like, uh-huh. hey, Bobby, you're not being Bobby Maximus right now. Like, yeah. What the hell's going on? It happens to all of us. Make amends. This is the third step. So the first step was accepting responsibility for your circumstances. Second is developing self-awareness. The third is you need to make amends. And the only person you really need to forgive in this world is yourself. That's the biggest one or that you need a sorry from, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, they make a mistake and they let it haunt them for the rest of their lives. You have to be able to make amends with yourself. Be at peace with the choices you made. Be willing to move on. You can't keep beating yourself up for something you did 10 years ago. And by the way, the beauty of life is tomorrow you can wake up and be whoever you want to be. You can change immediately. You don't have to be a slave to your past. And there's that saying, don't trip over what's in front of you because you're too busy looking behind you. Yeah, there's a there's a, a great nutrition quote that a very good friend of mine says, and he always says, you're never more than one bite away from being back on track. And I would say you're never more than one decision away from changing. That's true. And so no matter what happened the day before, you, it's what you're doing right now. That decision you make right now is you changing direction and doing something different. If you did something really bad, you can choose to never do that again. Yeah. You also at a certain point, if you're going to move on from it, you can't beat yourself up for it for the rest of your life. No, because that becomes very counterproductive. Like you're not yes. going to continue to grow if every time you try to change, you're getting whipped, right? Yeah. You're, you're thinking about 10 years ago, five years ago, yeah. two years ago, three weeks ago. Like, so what? You failed on your diet three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. You've, right? missed, you've missed the gym uh, 52 Mondays in a row. Like, okay, you're one decision away from changing that. We're talking about eating. We're talking about fitness. Uh, we talked about bigger picture change too. Mm-hmm. I get that this is not easy. If you killed somebody 20 years ago, that might haunt you for the rest of your life. If you if you cheated on a, on, on a woman who was the love of your life, that, I, I don't know how you get over that. If you were a homewrecker like the other woman or the other man and you broke up a marriage, like I don't know if you could get over that in a week or two weeks or even your lifetime. You might harbor some guilt forever over behavior like that. And But now we're getting back to what are your core values? Because some people do this stuff and don't feel bad at all. Like it, it, it's funny, anxiety or feeling remorse or feeling guilt is such an individualized topic. You know, you might have stolen from an employer 10 years ago and you're at church every day praying for salvation for your soul because mm-hmm. you feel so terrible about it. Maybe I maybe I stole from a church 10 years ago and I've never thought about it since. Yeah. Right. Like there's different levels of what bothers you. Um, So we're not we're not trying to say this is easy. We're not trying to say it's as simple as flipping a light on or off. Yeah, it's definitely not intended to be very contrite, you know, like there, there are some very simple, very easy things and there are some really complicated things. So we're talking about a wide spectrum. For some things, depending how bad the behavior is or how bad you think it is or how much guilt causes you, you may need to go to therapy for a lot of years. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about how, how, like AA, right? Alcoholics Anonymous, they have a lot of resources 
and a yeah. lot of steps that you have to go through. And there's a reason for that. You know, it's interesting. A lot of what we we have already talked about is reflected in those programs, you know, accepting responsibility, uh, doing an examination, and then even making amends. And I know that's a really big one with Alcoholics Anonymous is apologizing to people. Absolutely. And so I think, yes, yes you're right. There's like, you have to forgive yourself first. You have to at least be willing to do that. But sometimes the thing that keeps you from doing that is because you did hurt someone. And so now you have to do that, that a further examination and say, is this actually worth bringing that up? You know, if, if you go up to somebody and and you start apologizing for a past behavior, is it worth the pain or are you better off just not making contact? You know, and that's a very difficult judgment to make. And then if you do decide to make contact, they may not even accept your apology. You need to be okay with that. For example, Joe, I have a confession. Okay. When I stayed with you in Minnesota, when I taught my seminar, Mm -hmm. I stole a hundred dollars from your sock drawer. I had a hundred dollars in my sock drawer. <laughs> Jesus, I'm rich. But I mean, let's say I did that, right? Right. I, I got a couple of choices now. I'm tortured right now. I feel filled with guilt. I don't know how to fix it. There's multiple avenues by, by which I could fix that, right? Number one, I could just move on, realize mm-hmm. I made a mistake and never do it again. Maybe that's good enough for me. Maybe it's not. Maybe I can just put a hundred dollars back in your drawer the next time I go to your house. Mm-hmm. And that makes amends for it in my mind. Right. But I may have to go to the step of telling you the truth. There's that saying, the truth sets you free. Mm -hmm. I may need to apologize to you or come clean because I might not be able to sleep or, or, or deal with myself until I do that. But as you said, now I'm taking a risk that you might not forgive me, right? Like I'm, I'm bringing up some pain. The apology might not be accepted and there might be some kind of real consequence and I've got to be okay with that. Yeah. Right. And and the, the that's a big step with forgiveness. And, and in the things that you talked about, the Alcoholics Anonymous and Gambling Anonymous, apologizing to people and telling them the truth, that's one of the most important steps. Like I don't want, I don't want people to just gloss over that one. Right. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big believer because I've been there. When you finally tell somebody the truth or you're honest, it's like there's this incredible weight lifted off your shoulders. When you apologize, there's an incredible weight lifted off your shoulders. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they, they carry around this guilt and that's where I think it comes from. I think it comes from lying and I think it comes from hiding things from people. There's almost a freedom when you know you've done everything right and you've told the truth and you're free from that. Yeah, whatever those consequences are, actually yep. facing them and being willing to face them, it is very, very liberating. Oh, for sure. And when you know you've got nothing to hide. Right. Like there's, I can't imagine being one of these famous people, one of these politicians with skeletons in the closet and just waiting for the day that they're coming out. Right. Can you imagine like, or if you lived your life, you did something 12 years ago that every day you wake up terrified that your wife's going to find out about. And if she finds out it could end your marriage, I I wouldn't be able to live like that. Yeah. Right. Uh, and And that could be simple, as simple as. I said something negative about you or gossiped about you or put you down to a mutual friend. That's a horrible feeling. Yeah. You call me up and you say, hey, so I was talking to 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 so-and-so. Can we talk for a second? Wow, what a terrible feeling. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that that's sinking in your heart. And it it turns out it's about nothing. But you're constantly worried about that old behavior. So I'm a big believer in apologizing for people and always telling the truth. It's something I tell my kids. Mm-hmm. Like just tell me the truth level with me and we can work on it. If you don't tell the truth, probably going to end badly for you. Yeah. Yeah. 
right? And the other thing is, is once a person lies, they're a liar forever. Right. Yeah. If you've always told me the truth and I ask you a question and you give me an answer, I'm 100% of the time going to believe it. If yeah. you lie to me, then everything you say to me in the future, I'm going to have a question mark about. That's just the truth. So, but, but understand there's risk here. So don't go running out and telling everybody every bad thing you've ever done. Yeah, I think you've you, got to, you have to examine that and, and make sure that you understand there are things that you can do and things that you can't do. So it kind of goes back to that, to that make a list. Be, there will be consequences. Yes. Just as long as you can accept that. And then the next thing is making sure that you actually take steps to ensure that that behavior doesn't repeat. Yes. And that's a big part of of proving that you are ready for a change. Right. Because again, we are defined by our actions. So you can be defined by the fact that you made a mistake or you can be defined by the fact that you're trying to amend for a mistake. Yes. And we live in a society where everyone expects forgiveness. Like you should just forgive me because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. Well, no, I should forgive you because you're showing me you're actively trying to change. Yes. Right. You shouldn't judge me for something I've done 10 years ago. Well, what have you done since then to change? Exactly. Or are you still engaging in the same behavior? Because if you're doing the same shit you did 10 years ago, damn right, I'm going to judge you. So when we take steps to ensure that it doesn't happen again, what I mean, what are they? Well, number one, we've got to know our limitations, right? So we we talked about the example of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous already. Like you got to stay away from alcohol. You can't have it in the house. You can't be around it. You just got to draw that line. You have to have that boundary set. You may need to get rid of some friends. Absolutely. To enable that behavior. Yep. And by the way, if you do have a problem with alcohol and one of your friends does not respect that, they're not a real friend. Right. Right. Like that, that that's a big one. So don't worry about losing them. You're better off without them. Yep. The same but goes with, got- with gambling. Same goes with yep. even with nutrition. If you've got a bunch of friends around that are constantly trying to get you to eat stuff that you don't want to be eating, then you need to get rid of them. Not supportive of your goal. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of eating though, Joe, we got to pay some bills. Let's, let's do it. I'm getting better at popping these in. Uh, <laughs> it's, you guys. It's, it's not jarring at all. It's <laughs> no, it's just like, hey, we got to do this. I've actually been listening to other podcasts and watching ESPN to figure out how to do this <laughs> in like a like a smooth way. So speaking of diet, watching what you eat, um, we do have some bills to pay. So we would like to thank uh, one of our sponsors, Meat Locker, uh, for the best steak, chicken, bacon, pork. Uh, it's something that Joe and I live off of. Go to meatlocker.com. Use the code Maximus for 15% off. Um, They also have subscription packages so you can get meat delivered to your door directly. Uh, On the diet front, we have a new sponsor, Nidor Performance. Incredible protein. Um, Listen, I've taken almost every supplement under the sun Mm -hmm. uh, that you can get, and this really is the best protein I've ever taken in my life. Agreed. 100% agreed. Not just making that up. It's good stuff. we were actually talking that since, you know, I've been taking it two to three times a day, I really feel like my body's changed Yes, in the past, in the past few months. And, and normally guys, I'm the, I'm the person that's against supplementation, but it's something that's really, really helped. So go to nightorperformance.com, use the code Maximus podcast to get yourself 20% off. So that's nightor, N-I-T-O-R performance.com. And finally, we've got to thank Lalo, uh, you know, our title sponsor, Lalo.com. Get yourself some boots. And and if you really, really, truly are sorry for being a bad person in the past, <laughs> if you really want to make a change, you need to buy the Maximus shoes. Uh, use the code Maximus20 for 20% off. But yeah, the, the shoes are, I mean... The, 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 the road to forgiveness is long, and the first step starts with putting your Maximus shoes on. Yep, buying Maximus shoes will atone for a great number of sins, I promise yes, you. Yes, murder, 
cheating <laughs> sloth, I about that. sloth <laughs> greed what are the seven deadly sins i think there's like a like it was like lust, a clause the yeah. shoes lust it just fixes everything is that uh, was that organic enough for you guys there you homeless? go yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know how Try, it is. we're trying to make our sponsorships entertaining come on folks. yes you know uh <laughs> It's always funny. So the people that do it really well are they, they they throw it right into the podcast. And I actually think they're talking about something important. And yeah. then 30 seconds later, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He's trying to sell me a suit. <laughs> you no, know, he's trying to sell me hair products. I don't yeah. even have yeah. hair. Um, but back back to it. Know your limitations with all this stuff, right? Yep. And and it's funny. Like we talk about uh, sponsorship and, and spending money. But if you have a hard time spending money that you don't have, don't use a credit card. Right. I know people that will only pay in cash. Yeah, there's a, a system called the envelope system, right? Yep. Where you budget out like how much you're allowed to spend eating out, how much you're allowed to spend on entertainment, how much you're budgeted out for gasoline, right? And you put them all in separate envelopes. And when that envelope is empty, you're done for the month. And that works for me. Yep. Like I, I think that's a great idea. Like I said, the, the person who's who's you know going to get themselves in trouble is a person that says, well, no, I'm just going to exhibit self-control. That seems like a lot of work. Uh-huh. <laughs> good, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When you really want something, you just have to swipe your card and get it. Yeah. So the next, you've got to set some boundaries and that goes hand in hand with the, you're not strong enough to face temptation, but you will have to, if you want to make a change, set boundaries with yourself. Yes. Uh, in, in, in terms of what you're allowed to do, what you're not allowed to do. Um, and, and keeping yourself away from bad behavior, you're also going to have to set boundaries with other people. And this can be difficult because one thing that people don't like is change. Mm-hmm. And they don't like when other people try to better themselves because it makes them feel bad yeah. about their own issues. Kind of back to the diet example. And we've talked about this before. You're at the office and we have to bring her up every podcast because it's Karen. Damn it, and Karen. Karen. Karen's <laughs> birthday every day. She is at the office and she's got a bunch of cake ready for everybody to eat. And it doesn't feel very good to be the only person eating cake. Uh-huh. You need to drag other people down. And you're going to have to set boundaries with people about what you'll accept and what you won't accept, right? I won't accept you trying to hijack my gym time. Yeah. I won't accept you putting alcohol in my face or mm. bad food in my face. So you're really going to have to set boundaries with other people because you didn't you didn't make these bad choices because you wanted to. Right. Right. Like no one really want, I mean, Well, I shouldn't say that, Joe. There are people that are bad people. True. There are people that like making bad, immoral, evil choices and almost have more fun getting other people to do it. Yes. So. I shouldn't say that you don't want to, but for most people, they end up in situations or they behave in ways they really don't want to and they end up regretting. Well, and we did a whole podcast on boundaries. That was our last episode. So, I mean, we could go down that rabbit hole for a long time because we already have, you know, but setting those boundaries is very, very key and maintaining those boundaries because as we said in the last podcast, once they crack, they're broken. For sure. But like you think of it. Like, I, I mean, put up your hand at home. We can't see you. But like who out there wants to be fat? Who out there wants to be broke? Who out there wants to be stupid? Who out there wants to cheat on their wife? Who wants to be a homewrecker or or the other woman or other man? Who wants to get fired from their job? Who wants to steal from somebody? Mm-hmm. Like these aren't high on a well-balanced, normal person. These types of behaviors should not be high in your priorities list. Right. 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 Like, like, it's not like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to set out to do this. I don't think we set out to hurt other people or do bad things. And you said that with prison, like sometimes stuff yeah. kind of, 
Well, well and no, and I, just... I I I would say too, like it, I think people would much prefer to just sort of live a quiet life and not have to do those kinds of things. You know, well, like they they wish that they were able to just provide enough for themselves and their loved ones, and that would be good enough. But you end and, up and in all... circumstances where you've got to make some tough decisions, or or again, you're presented with opportunities, you're presented with with that resentment, and that's what leads to you know crimes. That's what leads to bad decisions. Yeah, and you were talking about working in a prison when you were a prison guard. Mm-hmm. I don't think that person serving 25 to life for murder wants to be there. No. Right? I don't think they even meant to kill that person. It just kind of happened. And at the same time, it didn't just kind of happen because there were some things that led to that. Right? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just like you all of a sudden tripped, landed with a gun in your hand, and then shot somebody. Well, again, that same thing you said earlier about stealing from your employer, there was opportunity. They were able to justify it to themselves. There was some yeah. level of resentment involved. And boom, here here maybe, they are. Maybe even beyond that, they were just hanging out with the wrong crowd. Yeah, absolutely. But I'll guarantee there was times they questioned that. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe I'm hanging out with the wrong crowd. And so that's kind of knowing your limitations and then setting boundaries. I'm not going to hang out with that person. Mm-hmm. Like we've all had that friend in our life that you're like, damn, this person's going to get me arrested. Yeah. If you think that about a person, maybe you shouldn't be hanging out with them. Yeah. So next revisit and amend and maybe practice your core values. Yeah, this is this is really key, you know, because, again, we all want to pick the the high and mighty. Right. The high road stuff you know, honesty, integrity, right? And then then you end up in a situation where you maybe you stole from an employer. Well, is integrity really that high on your list? Yes. And you don't and, have it, integrity right. at that point. And right? maybe, maybe now it is because yep. you're trying to make amends. You know, you're yep. trying to change. So it, it's good to sit down and revisit that. And I think, you know, whether you've made bad decisions or not, and again, we all do, um, it's generally to what degree, but it's it's good to revisit those core values and, and kind of sure. see where you're succeeding, where you're failing, because that will give you an idea of what to work on as well. And there's this whole thing in life. I actually want to do a podcast on this, Joe. So if you can, you've got the notes, you're uh-huh. the mastermind behind this stuff, you can <laughs> put this on a schedule. Um, there's this whole, it, it, it's like a Western attitude of work on your weaknesses mm-hmm. constantly. Like that's the way you're going to get better. That's great and all, but why not hammer your strengths Mm-hmm. Why not revisit your strengths? Why not keep working on what brought you to the dance? Yeah. And I think that if you've got some good core values, revisit them, celebrate them, practice them, make them better than they already are. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like constantly push. Next, keep the high ground. Yeah. So again, put here, yourself. don't put yourself into a situation where you're going to likely fail. So this yeah. is the same as an alcoholic being near alcohol, right? Don't put yourself in the situation that you were in that caused you to make the negative decision in the first place. Don't yeah, assume sure. that you're going to be strong enough to, to fight yeah. temptation. And, and be a good person. Yeah. Like, you know what that involves. Just don't. There's that whole saying, if you roll with the pigs, you're going to get dirty. Yeah. Right. That's important. Well, and then finally, when you need to, you just got to run. Yeah, just turn around just, and just walk away. Run, just get away from it. You know, yep. if if somebody's putting you in that position, uh, if that temptation is raising its head, uh, just just run. You know, if, and you, if you've got that bag of Doritos and it's in the cupboard calling your name, just flee. Don't try to I, fight that. I've been there. Mm-hmm. Well, we about, all have. <laughs> we talked about in 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 my podcast. You know, a little personal stuff here. Talked about in the podcast with Elliot Marshall how I kind of used to fight people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and honestly, Joe, looking back on that, like I could have been arrested at points. Uh-huh. 
right? Or or something could have happened. I was actually reading a story about um, a person that recently got in a fight and punched a person. The person fell, cracked their head on the concrete and died. I've never intended to kill anybody in my life. I'll tell you that. But in each one of those scenarios, I did have that moment. Maybe I should walk away. Maybe I shouldn't be out at this bar right now. Like Tony Dungy says, he's a famous coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Nothing good happens after midnight. Right. That's a great especially, quote. Especially when you're a rich football player on the town. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe just turn around and walk the other way. When you feel yourself getting heated in an argument with a spouse before something comes out of your mouth that you can't take back, walk away, run, if you will. So now number five, I think a really important part of forgiveness, especially the more egregious the offense and the more guilt you feel about it, the one thing that has been proven to wash guilt away is behaving in a positive way and serving as an example for others. Yeah, this is so key. And you'll see uh, uh, professional athletes doing, you know, public service announcements as part of their uh, their redemptive process. And it's 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 true. You know, you can kind of tell when it's like this is just part of my required community service versus somebody who's actually trying to make up for a mistake too. Yes, but it's funny community service as a whole. That's in the legal system because that is one of the things that's supposed to help heal and rehabilitate people. Right. But you have to put your heart into it. You can't kind of just show up at the soup kitchen or domestic violence shelter or film a commercial if you're rich and famous, if you will, and just go through the motions. What's the other option is just just being just angry and just bringing everybody down the rest of your life. Like that's who wants that? Who wants to live that life? For sure. Uh, but you've got to really want to be a good person and believe in the message you're sending. Remember, remember Michael Vick got caught for the dogfighting stuff? Yes. And and he had to do all kinds of community service. Yep. If he really wants to make a change, he's going to get pretty passionately involved in that cause. Yeah. There was a, there was a big thing in the NBA. Um, and I actually don't even want to say the word because I, I, I just don't like it. It's, it's filled with hate. But uh, a big thing in the NBA was calling people another term for somebody who's gay mm. that, that starts with an F. Right. And and I actually don't want to say it because I, I, I don't like it. It's a very hate-filled word. Yeah. But someone, I think it was Dwayne Wade or Kobe Bryant that said that, and the NBA made them do some community service and public service announcements. Mm-hmm. It, it's one thing if Kobe shows up or Dwayne Wade shows up and, and, and reads the script that the NBA yeah. wrote, smiles, but then goes on their business and keeps using that word. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you really, if you want to serve as an example for others, you're not doing this for other people and you're not doing your community service or making a positive contribution to get out of jail time or a fine. You've really got to be doing it because that's how you're going to heal yourself. Well, and I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Right. And I think when we, we talk about the perception of others, right. And the things you can and can't control, if you've done something like, let's use the Michael Vick example, you got caught dog fighting shame on you but you end up very involved and very passionate in the like anti-dog fighting movement and you've invested a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of emotion in it like it makes it a lot easier for people to say hey that person's changed yep you know if you just show up do your you know you're picking up trash on the side of the highway and then you just disappear forever like (laughs) nobody forgives you for that that's that's the thing right yeah it, but again, it comes back to why do you care what other people think? Like you, if you're trying to find forgiveness for yourself, you won't find it by going through the motions. Right, right. Right. And that's the most important person that you need to reconcile with is yourself. Yes. And that's not going to come from some show, right? No. 
there's a lot of people that do good things but are miserable. Yeah, yeah. Right? You got to do it for the right reasons. And those are the steps. So let's recap them because I think they're important. Accept responsibility. Accept your circumstances. Own your behavior. Step two, develop some self-awareness. Why do you engage in the behavior? What can you do to change it? What can't you do to change it? And actually start to put those. I mean, developing self-awareness is one thing, but you've also got to act on that self-awareness. I want to add that to the thing. Maybe call it 2B or something like that, but act on that self-awareness. Third, you have to make amends with most importantly yourself, but a big part of that might be making amends with other people. The truth Mm -hmm. sets you free. Um, There's nothing like the feeling of having nothing to hide. Yeah. Just tell the truth and, and if the person loves you and cares about you and they'll forgive you. If not, at least then you can move on with your life and start to forgive yourself. Yes. Right. Um, take some steps to ensure it doesn't happen again, because if you're really sorry, you don't keep doing the same shit over and over and over and over and over again. Right. Right. Like, cause that, that's happened to me in various relationships with friends or, or with parenting or the person keeps doing the same thing and they keep saying sorry. And it's like, well, how sorry are you? Yeah. Well, and the, you know, there, there's a saying too that you continue to repeat the same mistakes until you learn the lesson. And yes. that's that's where it falls off is when you're yep. not actually taking steps to ensure that that behavior doesn't repeat. Joe, don't swear at me again. Sorry. <laughs> Two minutes later, fuck you, Rob. Yeah. Joe, I told you, <laughs> don't swear at me again. Sorry. Eventually, I'm going to say you're not sorry. Stop apologizing. Uh-huh. Like I'd rather just don't do the lip service, right? right. Um, and then finally, serve it as an example for others. Uh, if you really want to make a change in your soul and you want to make a change in the eyes of other people, start doing community service, serve as an example for others, model a behavior that you would want other people to engage in, or you would want yourself to engage in, right? Like try to make a positive contribution to society. And actually you can serve as an example by just being the best you that you can be. Yeah. Right. Like if you really want to be fit and you value that and you feel bad because you're not fit, just be fit. Yeah. It's easy. Just stay in shape. (laughs) Serve as an example to other people. Right. Because I can respect somebody who comes through my door that says, yeah, I've let myself go over the last couple of years and they still have a six pack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wow, you might feel bad about this, but you've kept on the bus a little bit. Well, honestly, I've I've had people who, who are like, oh, it's easy for you to say you must have great genetics. And then I show them my picture from a few years ago. Yes. Right? <laughs> nope. Oh, Incredible. wait, how, how did you make that change the same way that I'm telling you? And you really, I mean, if, if I'm going to speak for you now, mm-hmm. uh, I do kind of consider myself your, 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 your coach in mm-hmm. ways. Um, I don't really think I am because you've coached me in a lot of ways, but I remember you talking about your transformation and we were talking about it. And here's the other thing that's really interesting about this. Everybody needs a coach. Yes. So Joe, I say I'm your coach, but you're also my coach. Mm -hmm. When I'm having a problem with lifting, I call you. When I have a question about how to train somebody, I will call you. Mm -hmm. I probably call you too much now that I think about (laughs) it. Um, But I ask you a lot of questions. There are times I'm like telling you that, Joe, my deadlift's not going up. And then you will coach me and say, well, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Are you doing this? Mm -hmm. We all need a big part of this is finding a mentor or finding somebody you can talk to, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Or, or finding somebody that you can rely on to tell you the truth. Because, great, you you're, want to develop self-awareness. This is something that humans are terrible at. Yeah. You might need somebody else to help you develop that self-awareness. 
But when we started talking about you getting in shape, I think to the start, you were kind of like, no, I'm not that bad. I'm kind of in shape. And we went through an exercise showing you pictures. Yeah. Do you look like this? Nope. Do you look like this? Nope. <laughs> Do you look like this? Nope. But you're in shape, huh? And it's like it was an eye-opening moment. And I think one of the biggest things for you in your transformation, and you guys can listen to this. I think it's episode two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think one of the biggest things is when you admitted to yourself and realized that you let yourself go. Yeah. The excuses stopped, right? Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't because you ran a gym. It wasn't because you were a dad. It wasn't because you ate. You were like, I let myself go and I need to fix it. Yep. You developed some self-awareness, figured out why you did it, Right. You, you devoted way too much energy to other people. Yeah. You let stress get the best of you. So what can you do and what can't you do? You made a list. You started having food at the gym because that's something you could do to make better food choices. Yeah. You started shopping at the grocery store on the way home rather than going home and finding out all your food had been eaten. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you, you started to make changes. You made amends. Like I haven't heard you ever talk about yourself in a negative way from eight years ago. You'll reference it. Sure. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. out of shape. But you mm-hmm. don't continually beat yourself up over it. No, no. In fact, if anything, you focus on how proud you are of where you are now. Mm-hmm. Um, you've taken steps to ensure it doesn't happen again, right? Like, you know, your limitations, yep. uh, you, you've, you've asked me, Hey Bobby, don't eat that in front of me. Um, <laughs> you, you won't have certain food in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't hang out with certain people. Um, you constantly, and you're one of the best at this, but reminding yourself of your core values, Yep. right? Like I'm a trainer. I need leading by example, I would say is one of your core values. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not one of your named ones, but it's, it's, to me, it's one of your core values. You remind yourself of that and damn right. You serve as an example for others. I want to look like Joseph Bull with a shirt off. Mm-hmm. So you live the life. And, and it's funny because we both have this kind of habit of serving as an example for others. We're always posting our flex Friday picks. Yeah. That's <laughs> accountable. Yep. So just, I, I just wanted to go over that. I mean, if there's anything you want to add to that, I think it would be great. But I think that that's a real life example of how you fixed a behavior or a no, situation. I hadn't actually thought of my own situation in line of, you know, the recommendations that we're making here, but that it's actually eye opening to me to look back and say, yeah, that's, it's exactly how that played out. It's not rocket. It's, it's not rocket. What, what's the phrase? It's not rocket surgery. Yeah. It's not rocket surgery. I love it. Yeah. Like you didn't. <laughs> You, you figured it out and you made these steps and you might not have even realized you were taking these steps at right. the time. Right. This is just what you did. But if you do need help, here's a plan for you guys. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and again, there's not, not one of the points that we had originally intended to make, but there's get a coach, you know, get a coach who kind of understands some of this stuff too, because yeah, we're, we're, we're just a couple of gym rats. You know what I mean? Like, we we train in a gym. Uh, we're trying to change ourselves physically, but like a lot of what we do in the gym is sort of reflected in our life outside the gym. I mean, that's really one of the the core values of this podcast is that what we do training wise should affect the rest of our lives. And so, yeah, we hit a lot of these like big topics, uh, but this this podcast is an example of one that it, it hits kind of both on sort of the little things that you need to do, like getting your diet under control, being consistent with your training, right? Uh, letting go of your excuses and sort of accepting your circumstances. But you can see how that also applies to much larger behaviors. And that's really, I mean, we we talk about being passionate and trying to help people improve their lives. It's not just looking good in the mirror. You know, that's, that's the easy one to achieve, but what good is it to look great in the mirror, but hate what you're looking at? Well, that's right. It's, it's kind of beauty's only skin deep. Exactly. You know, you can have everything in the world and be miserable, but you say coach, I say therapist. Get yeah. a therapist. Yeah, if 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 that's the, the the coach that you need, yeah, hundred percent. Get get somebody. Yeah, right. 
um, find a couple of dudes on Instagram that have a podcast. (laughs) Shameless plug. (laughs) Uh, And and right into the shameless plug train. We got to thank our sponsors again. Uh, We'll get right into it. Meat Locker, the best steak, meat, bacon, chicken that you can get. Go to meatlocker.com. Use the code Maximus for 15% off from us to you. Nightor, Nightor Performance, N-I-T-O-R, performance.com. You want the best protein money can buy. And listen, I'm pretty discriminant with what I put in my body. I want to be a high-level athlete. I want to perform well. I want to be the best. Nidor is helping me do it. I know it's helping you. Go to uh, nidorperformance.com. Enter the code MAXIMUSPODCAST for 20% off. And then finally, uh, the road to redemption is a long one. The road to forgiveness is long. Make sure you got the right shoes on. Go to lalo.com, L-A-L-O.com. Get yourself some Maximus shoes. Uh, they, they will help you. And, and and by the way, if you eat the steak, there's just probably a 50% chance you, you'll you'll feel better about yourself. Um, if you eat the protein, there's like a 50% chance you'll feel better about there yourself. You go. Same thing with the shoes. If you have all three, guaranteed success. In the life. trifecta of monster status right there. That's right. You will be a better person. <laughs> Rays of light will like, just emanate from your soul. I mean, shit, if you had the shoes on and were eating a meat locker steak and drinking a night or performance protein shake, I really think you would develop a halo and wings. And I want you to take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. And yeah, hashtag exactly. the Maximus podcast because I want to see this. Hashtag Maximus podcast. Hashtag not creepy at all. Hashtag super fan. And um, next, uh, I want to say too, next week we're going to do our uh, our Q and A episode. We've been getting some great questions, so keep them coming. Uh, we also hit uh, twenty five thousand downloads this week. We got a long ways to go, so please share, like, subscribe, make comments, do all the stuff. Really appreciate you guys out there. The feedback's been phenomenal. Keep it coming. Help us get there. We want Joe Rogan numbers. That's right. All right, so. Uh, you guys, or redemption, forgiving yourself. Uh, remember the five steps. Um, we will have them listed in the show notes um, and, and apply this to every area of your life. Fitness, the gym, uh, your marriage, your work. Um, it's just all about self-improvement. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you, Joe, again for being the best damn co-host on the planet. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go eat a meat locker steak, put on my Maximus shoes, and drink a protein shake. Rock on. Last of the real world.